0: Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I am Todd Sumney, the Chief Industry Officer for HomeSmart.
1: And I'm Rich LaRue, Vice President for Corporate Brokerages in the Western Region for HomeSmart and also the designated broker in the Phoenix market.
0: Rich, thank you for joining us today. Um, I'm excited about our topic, and i got to tell you how it starts. Last night, I got a phone call from mm-hmm. one of our agents. We were doing our uh, kickoff meeting for our top 250 agents around the country. and um, One of the agents texted me, called me, and um, he had a question for me, and he said, you know, it's tougher this year than it was last year.
1: Yeah,
0: it is. He said, "Um, you know, transactions are down. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What should I do to, what's the biggest opportunity for me right now? What's the low-hanging fruit from what you see uh, in your position working with agents all across the country what should I do that it will mm. maximize my time
1: wow that's a great question I think that's on the minds of a lot of agents it is yeah. it is and it's timely and it is. Um, you know and
0: in previous sessions in the podcast here we've kind of we went through an industry update we were talking about the state of the market where we are today and his question is a perfect place to build on those previous episodes of the podcast, because, okay, that's our foundation, that's where we're at. Now, based on that data, that information, the state of the industry, what can I do to maximize my time and help more customers buy and sell real estate, right?
1: So did you have an answer for him just like that off the top of your head? Well, uh, I
0: did, um, and because my mind immediately went to our topic, and it also made me want to come in here today and do this podcast because of my conversation with him That's and, why so, so here we are. and so here we let's are so here let's do this i'm excited so talk about, about this. so the big thing was he said you know and what, what's it, it's tough right now and I, why why is it tough well it's because inventory is so low right there is just not a lot of inventory on the market so i'm having trouble helping my customers that want to buy mm. so i immediately went to this phrase up on the screen right here let's as a company or as agents um in the industry can, let's defy inventory and industry constraints right now. Let's figure out a way to generate additional inventory. And my mind immediately went to a concept that I've talked about before with some of you. It's called a mini neighborhood report. And in my mind, mm-hmm. it's a great way to generate inventory, Ho- create, um, have um, home sellers that aren't thinking about buying or selling Um, homes that aren't on the market um, get them to come on the market Um, because maybe people just are thinking I think there's perceptions sometimes that now is not a good time to sell Mm. or maybe um, you know they're just not thinking about it but but the mini neighborhood report is a great opportunity so what I'd like to do is break down real quick let's talk about what the opportunity is why a mini neighborhood report is probably very timely for an agent right now and how Mm -hmm. it will impact their business. Then we're gonna talk about how a mini-neighborhood report works. So the first is the opportunity, why it's timely. The second is, well, how does it work? And then the third will be, um, let's take that one concept and let's talk about 10 different ways that an agent could quickly execute that concept. Does that sound like a plan. Excellent. Let's do this. All right, let's dig in. All right, the first thing, let's talk about the actual opportunity itself. The opportunity for me is to send out to 10 customers a day uh, information about what's going on in their market. And I call it a mini neighborhood report. And uh, from there, uh, like I said, then we're going to do... Um, The 10 ways to implement that idea. Mm -hmm. So the first thing for me is the opportunity itself. We've spent over the last couple days um, some information talking about or some time talking about looking at data and when you look at data, data creates or shows trends and opportunities that are available, right? So it highlights them, right? And our object is to, or our goal, rather, our opportunity is to then share that data, share the trends, share the opportunities with our customers. So why is this opportunity so big right now? I asked you this morning to look up a number for me.
1: Yeah, which is on the screen right now.
0: Right. Yeah. How many homes are there in the United States? Yeah,
1: 140 million homes. 140 million homes. That's a lot of inventory So if when, it were on the market for it, sale.
0: Correct. And so that's when the agent asked me last night, like, what could I be doing right now? Um, the biggest mathematical opportunity is to create more listings or to win more listings with, with sellers. And there are 140 million people that... Own homes right now that at any given moment one of them could say I want to sell so from a mathematical point of view one of the best ways to move the needle on your business or even help buyers right now mm-hmm. who there isn't enough inventory is at any given moment one of those 140 million people could say I want to sell my home and that creates a new listing it creates new inventory which helps those buyers
1: that's right does that make sense it makes perfect sense so the opportunity is to go after listings and not waiting for a buyer to show up and, and helping that, that that buyer. Correct,
0: right? and you and I were talking earlier about mm-hmm. um, how one tactic that some agents have is if you wanna do 50 transactions in a year and um, help 50 home buyers and help 50 seller um, home buyers and sellers rather, the best way is to go Go win 50 listings.
1: Right. Yeah. What I have found, the numbers seem to prove themselves out uh, on this. If you have a goal of selling 50 homes a year, if you have a plan to generate 50 listings over the course of the year, chances are you will have 50 sales. Some of those listings will sell. Some of them won't for whatever reason, right? But you will pick up buyers as well. And so in your planning... If you are if you plan on 50 listings at the end of the day, at the end of the year, okay. you should have a total of 50 sales or 50 sites. Correct. There. So do the math. If you want 80 sales, plan on taking 80 listings. If you want to do 100, take 100 listings. What's that
0: other phrase that you say to me often? List to... Oh,
1: list to last. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's been a phrase... Uh, That's been around in real estate for as long as we've been selling real estate. Uh, Listers last. I don't know uh, which trainer came up with that years ago, but boy, does it make sense. Well,
0: but the concept of that is longevity. Is that that, um, every real estate agent they have two or three, you know, two or three hundred buyers in their sphere, or maybe even more. But the the concept is they have all these buyers. So if you have the listing all the other realtors in the industry are working for you. Are working for you selling that listing That's right. to
1: their buyers. That's right. And so if you have right now, a couple of buyers that you're working with, you're looking for that needle in the haystack and you're competing against everyone else who's trying to buy a house as well. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And, and I even know of some agents that, you know, they're working with buyers and they can't find a home in the neighborhood that they're actually... Their buyers are searching for home in this school district, in this neighborhood, and nothing is for sale. So they roll up their sleeves and they actually go out and try to help generate and create that listing in that neighborhood. I have a home buyer that wants to buy in this neighborhood. You know, are you thinking of selling your home? So the mini neighborhood report, to me, the reason why the opportunity is so big is because it's fast and it's quick. And it starts with 140 million homes in the U.S. And then there's something else. Life happens. Yeah. Today, people are moving. They're having job changes. I know of someone right now that is moving from California to Arizona because of a job change. Yep. So it doesn't matter what the interest rate is. What matters is they need a home in Arizona, and they need to sell their home in, Cali- uh, in California. Um, I know someone that's moving because they have a family member that they need to move closer to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I know someone who they have a family member that they need to move close to them. They're going right. to sell their home where they are, but they're moving mom and dad close to them. Um, you've got... Babies, jobs, parents, family, kids leaving homes, second homes. Life happens. Life These happens. are all life
1: events that happen whether the market is up, the market is down, interest rates are high, interest rates are low. Whatever it is, life happens, things go on, and sellers need to sell and buyers need to buy. And it's our job to put them together. Perfectly said. And then when you look at the actual numbers about the actual...
0: Um, where we're at today in right. May of 2023, mm-hmm. um, typically I would say an average year from my experience in the U.S. is anywhere between four and five and a half million homes on average is where that need arises. Right, buyers need to buy, sellers need to sell four and a half to five and a half million times a year, right? And we've had which some years- creates
1: twice as many sales sites. Because we're talking about four and a half to five and a half million sales. And yet real estate agents, our livelihood, typically there's a sell side and there's a buy side. Right. And that's how we gauge it. And so that's anywhere from, from nine million to 11 million sides. Exactly. And, and so, yeah. Or nine
0: million to 11 million consumers that you're helping because half of them want to buy and half of them want to sell. Absolutely, right? and
1: that's that, and that's that's said uh, much more eloquent than than uh, I was only looking at the sales. But we are helping people, and that's right. really what this is all about. We are here to help our clients. But that's the and, thing
0: I want all of you listening to the podcast right now to know: our um, our our transactions may be down a little bit lower than they were last year. Yes, but when you look at different data and charts it's really not that different than it's been many years previous it's in some cases it's very equal to 2019 and some it's equal to 2015 I mean there are still a lot of people moving and a lot of people buying and selling and I want to encourage all of you today That there are right now, according to the National Association of Realtors, about 4.7 million transactions that are supposed to happen this year. That's what our current trend is. Which means, again, roughly just under 10 million consumers that need help buying and selling. Right. And we often, anytime we're doing this podcast, we're talking about helping our consumers. Um, and serving them. We have a phrase we talk about at HomeSmart a lot, service, not sales. And it's about focusing on serving our customers. So even exactly. though we're talking about going and winning these listings or helping create inventory, we're trying to create inventory to help our buyers. Right. We have a 6.5 million unit housing shortage going on in the United States. Um, so, you know, we're doing this to help. So real quick, I won't go into all the details. Um, I put up on the slide here... Um, Section one here of the podcast, why is this opportunity so big? Well, the opportunity is big right now for this neighborhood report and why it works so well is because of what? Demand is high. Mm -hmm. Active supply is low. Unemployment is back to pre-pandemic. There's um, open jobs. Rents are going up. People don't want to rent anymore. And I was in Colorado two days ago. An agent told me that... Uh, One of her customers said their rent went up 33%.
1: Ouch. And
0: they had to, you know, they they don't want to rent anymore. So they want to buy, but there isn't inventory. So let's go create some inventory. And then that's why this works so well. Um, Six and a half million unit housing shortage in the U.S. Home building hasn't kept pace with new households being created every year. Every year, more and more households are created. And, um... The home building industry just hasn't kept pace. Uh, foreclosure data. Um, foreclosures are not rising. Foreclosure numbers are very low. And candidly, we've had strict landing standards for the last 16 years. Right? Yeah. So it's not that um, there's all of a sudden a bunch of inventory that's going to come on the market. Um, because but if of you listen to the
1: news reports, you can get a skewed view of that. And there's a lot of uh, folks who are saying, oh, the foreclosure inventory is coming. I was reading an article in a local uh, publication. And let's see, this is early May. So it was probably about nine months ago when I saw this. Um, and and they said, foreclosures are up 300%. And you go, oh my gosh, that's horrible. The sky is falling. What's happening? Well, you dig a little deeper and you get the data behind that statistic. So the month that they were quoting, and I believe, I could be wrong, I believe that they were quoting April of 2022 Uh versus April of 2021. In April of 2021, you know how many pre-foreclosures there were or properties that were, were in foreclosure? One in all of Maricopa County, Arizona. There one. was one, one. And so in April of 2022, one year later, there were three. Statistically speaking, the headline was correct. The article was correct. right. Foreclosures are up 300 percent. But uh, come on. Okay three.
0: So, so all of you agents out there, this is the concept here that um, I guess we're trying to help communicate. The news media, um, we'll often have these sound bites, just like what Rich just said, of "oh, uh, foreclosures up three hundred percent," and it creates a perception with our buyers and sellers. Right. And it really, it would be very different if they said it went from one to three.
1: That's not sensational, though. That's not exciting, Todd. I got it.
0: I got it. But so then, therefore, what we want to do is share what's really going on, and again, why I think this. Yeah, let's talk about the real numbers and the real data. Is so timely. The last thing, real quick, just home prices um, are up from pre-pandemic. Yeah. So yes, transactions have slowed last year, and maybe home prices dipped. And in some markets, so I was in Colorado last week, Yeah, there were two markets where um, one home prices had dipped and they're already back up.
1: Hmm.
0: And so they dipped in November, December last year, but they're already rising and back up from where they were. Um, one, they've dipped and they've stayed down. So they were higher three months ago, but they're level where they are right now. But the misconception I was talking with an agent and she said yeah home prices are down and i said down from where and and she said well they're down from where they were a couple months ago and i said where were they a year ago and she said oh they're higher than they home prices are up from where they were a year ago but hmm. but they're down from where they were a few months ago so right so you know home prices in general um they have been gradually rising, wouldn't you say that that's really the case?
1: Oh, yeah. And over over time, they always will. Yeah.
0: So that's why, I guess, the concept here, why the opportunity is so big. What's a great way for us to help buyers is to actually go create inventory and actually help sellers at the same time, Mm -hmm. help buyers and sellers at the same time. So um, that's the concept of and why I think the opportunity is so big. You have 140 million people at any moment that could sell. So if I'm going to invest two hours a week of my time, and that's all I have, I'm Mm -hmm. going to go where the opportunity is the biggest. The opportunity to me is 140 million people at any moment could sell. That's a huge opportunity. And number two, that alleviates some roadblocks in our industry. It alleviates that low inventory problem.
1: So really what you're talking about is focusing your energies and your effort on on an activity that will pay bigger dividends rather than going out there and spending a bunch of time, energy, and money on activities that have a low return.
0: Yes. Well, you and I were talking this morning um, about what if you lived in Florida or lived in a beach town? Um, would you get more return on your time if you were selling sandals and board shorts and you know bathing suits or if you're selling parkas and scarves in a beach town, which one would you get a bigger you, you, return? Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, so, you're, you're going to sell uh, the beach wear, right. uh, because that's where you are and that's what's more relevant.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So right now we have a low inventory problem. We have 140 million homeowners. They have equity in their homes. We just um, uh, want to be there when in any given moment. We, we need know to create
1: relevant inventory. Correct.
0: And we know that life's going to happen and some of them are going to need to move. All right, so we got the opportunity, So how does this mini-neighborhood work? So let me explain why why it works and why I think it works so well and so quickly. Um, And I'm going to tell you listeners, um, don't overcomplicate this. We're going to make it really simple. So here's how mini-neighborhood report works. Um, You start with just going to a website and taking a screenshot of what works uh, or taking a screenshot of a website on your phone of a neighborhood. So the example that I'm going to use, I'm going to pull up my my phone right here real quick. And um, you go to a website, homesmart.com. You type in your neighborhood that you live in. I live in a neighborhood. Let's Mm -hmm. type in my address. Then what you're going to do is you're going to pull up that map on your phone But you're going to press the left button and the right button of your phone at the same time, and it should flash. And it just took a screenshot of what's on the screen. Right. So what I did, what you see on the screen right there, I went into a neighborhood. I put in an address, and you'll see a couple homes for sale. Do you see that? Yep. And I did that screenshot right there on my phone. Uh Uh-huh. Now, I hit the – at the top, you see it says Map and Satellite. I'm yeah. going to switch to the satellite view, and I want you to visually look at the screen. I know some of you are listening on a podcast,
1: so so for those who are watching, uh, what you're showing on the right side of the screen is the map. I am showing a map, right. and in this particular case,
0: it shows mm-hmm. a red map dot, like we're familiar to seeing when you're when you put in a map location right. on your phone, yeah. right? Yep. And there are one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven little home icons right, right. there in that neighborhood, because mm-hmm. there's at this point there's seven homes that are either for sale or pending or okay. maybe for rent, right?
1: So visually, um, right? that's eye catching. I'm I'm getting the concept, and the general uh, concept is there aren't
0: a lot of homes for sale in this area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Inventory is low. Yeah. So now I'm going to switch it to satellite view, and. When I switch
1: it to satellite view. Oh, wow. Does that change for you? Uh, there's a whole lot of rooftops there. So, uh, that don't uh, have, right. have little icons on them. There's not very much for sale.
0: Right. So for those of you agents that that are are listening and watching, again, you switch it from map to satellite view. Now you press the left and the right buttons on your phone again one more time. And what you're going to do is you're going to do a quick little screenshot of of the property. And now you've got a screenshot of a neighborhood with a map view. And you've got a screenshot of a neighborhood with a satellite view. But the satellite view shows hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of homes. Yeah. And only a few are for sale. Hmm. So for those watching um, the, the film version of the podcast here, I want to show you another quick neighborhood. This is, I was traveling up in Modesto last year. I did the same thing here. I went to the property search. The neighborhood I was in at the time, one home for sale. Hmm. Look at, and that's on the map view. So it you can see it, but I'm going to switch to the satellite view. And then look at all those homes for sale and only one home for sale. So the map view with the satellite view is very impactful. And I think the, this is why the mini-neighborhood report is so impactful. It says, look at all these homes in this neighborhood I live in, mm-hmm. and yet there are only these many homes for sale. And it it emotionally, it visually um, uh, connects with the consumer. Right. And then you marry the other concepts that... Um, the home is in demand. They have equity in their home. Um, maybe something that you know life happens, and then they need to move. Um, they start to have that conversation. You just you're top of mind with awareness with them. and that's how these things kind of come out of nowhere. So you know, my concept here is that if I know I'm going to push you, I I'm, one a day would be great. But I'm gonna challenge all of you to try to do mini-neighborhood report and reports for the next 90 days, do 10 of them a day. So my concept, I'm going to show you, if you did that 10 a day, that would be 900 opportunities. Wow. Over a 90-day time period. Yep. Now, who? One question I get asked yeah, about is,
1: I mean, 900. Who,
0: who do you send it to? Number one, you're going to want to send a mini-neighborhood report to every one of your past customers. So again, I was meeting with a group of agents, um last week, and I asked the whole room full, I said, how many of you have sent a neighborhood report to every one of your past customers in the last year? Mm. And no one raised their hand. Right. And they all started taking notes because they were like, this is a great idea. Every one of my customers that I sold a home to in the past should know this is what's going on in my neighborhood, in their neighborhood. This is what homes are worth. This is how many they've what price homes are selling for in this neighborhood, and so past customers number one, yep, sphere of influence, people that are in your sphere, you should also be sending them a neighborhood report. Remember you're serving your customers, right? Yeah,
1: so, everybody wants to know what the, is going on in their neighborhood. They want to know what their house is worth, uh, not because they want to sell necessarily right. they might they might have a life event coming, but everybody's interested in it. It's the number one topic at any party that you go to. The, the conversation always seems to come around to real estate,
0: But again, it? you, the agent, you're providing a valuable service. Yeah. You're providing them information about what's going on in their yeah. neighborhood. Um, and then, so past customers, sphere of influence. The third one though is farming a neighborhood. And I always ask agents, right now go to your website, put in your address, pull up your neighborhood on your website, do the screenshots, and then think of all your neighbors that you could send this to, and then send it out to all your neighbors. Farm your neighborhood first. Farm every single home on your street. Tell every homeowner in your neighborhood what's going on in their neighborhood, what their home is worth, how many homes are for sale, how many, um, what prices they're selling for approximately. Right. Right. And that's so. Now, are you seeing the? The possibility of this. So then you farm a neighborhood. There's an agent I was talking to down in Florida. They started with their neighborhood. They went to the neighborhood across the street next door, farmed that one. Then they went to a neighborhood a couple blocks away, farmed that one, and ended up farming eight neighborhoods with these mini neighborhood reports. They generated a lot of listings. I bet. Because that was – they were trying to – spend their time where their time had the most impact. And there's something about this neighborhood report with the low inventory, high demand economy that we're in right now, that then people say, okay, maybe I should sell, you know, or life happens. And then you just send them a neighborhood report. So the, the whole thing is, if you don't do it, someone else is going to do it. The last one here is new leads. Whenever you get a new lead, Meet someone, or they be you're unfolding them into your sphere. I would send them a neighborhood report. To me, a neighborhood report should be something we're doing all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now I know what you're going to ask me.
1: What What am I going to ask you, Todd? <laughs> a,
0: where, do you, if you want to farm a neighborhood, how do you get all the names, addresses, and phone numbers, or how do you know how <clears throat> to get it to all the people in your neighborhood?
1: Right. Yeah. You know. I and yeah. I mean, you were talking about. Uh, I mean, the last two things—the neighborhood and then new leads. What did flash into my mind is, you know, how do we go about getting those addresses? We exchange business cards at a meeting. You know, we meet at a at a at a at a lead group or whatever it is. However, we met one another. How am I going to get the address? How do I track that down? How do you know? Right. I, I'm always in real estate agent mode and looking for the practical application, and what is the next step? How do I do this? Right. Well,
0: and that's where uh, there are multiple sources out there. There's lots of data sources in the industry. One way is to work with your local title company or work with a mortgage company, work with your mortgage lender or your title partner, and um, they can help you with names, addresses, information, if they have it. Right. But when I interview a lot of top agents and I'm asking them, why do you have so many more listings than all of the other agents in your area? What are you doing? And then an agent tells me, well, I have this secret, but don't tell anyone. So it makes me want to tell all the other agents what, what that what's, secret what's, is. So what's the se- Are you going to tell us is the secret? Cole realty resource? Um, uh, this is, again, I'm not sponsored great. by no. coal realty resource. So this podcast isn't, they're not a sponsor in any way. I just know that many agents have had great success. Uh, working with Kohl Realty Resource and they have names addresses information phone numbers um, they know who's not on the who's on the do not call list so they know they can help um, inform you and inform you correctly with information so for when I first areas. started in
1: the real estate business Todd we had the Coles directory and and I'm sure that this is the same company they have evolved it you know, but it was a book three times the thickness of of a phoenix phone book right 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 and it, it's like i mean you take this thing and you bring it up ka thunk right yeah there it goes on the desk yep. and you start going through in fact one of our uh uh cold calling methods was here's the cole's directory right start with a exactly <laughs>
0: and, and that's exactly how cole how so, cole began so and here so, it is 2023 yeah.
1: Right. And it's all online.
0: It, it is. Much easier it, to use. It is. it is. Now, I was on a call yesterday with our top 250 agents, um, several of the agents. I asked them, I said, hey, I know of coal, Do you guys know of any other resources? And I can't think off the top of my head. I apologize to the listeners. Um, there's a couple other resources out there that agents use to do the same thing. Um, but the concept is, is you can find information out there. Yes. They give you the information of every homeowner in, you know, in neighborhoods right. by zip code. And and right. so there are some great services. And then you can also, again, get with your partners to get that info. But the bottom line is if you get that info, mm-hmm. what is stopping you as an agent then from doing that with every um, homeowner in, the U- in, in, in your area? Right. And to be doing multiple neighborhood reports a day. That's my thing is that you know, if you want to farm a neighborhood, could you do 10 a day, and then 10 the next day, and then 10 the next day, and really farm a neighborhood. So to do that though, it has to be fast and it has to be easy. Yep. So let's talk about 10 ways that you can do this that are very easy and fast for you to do. All right. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan, let's do this. All right, so the first way for me is to send a text. And what you're gonna do is, you're simply going to send a, 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 a text that says, here's what's going on in your neighborhood. But before I do, I'm going to tell you why I think texting works so well. 98% of all text messages are read within 15 minutes of receipt. Yeah, I mean, um, consumers, they love texting. Texting to them is fast, it's easy, and it's safe. Um, if I call them, they might not answer because mm, they don't want to, talk to me, you know, they might not want to, you know, get into an uncomfortable conversation, but if I text them... Or they just don't have time. Or they they don't have time, yeah. yeah. So, um, but they they respond to texts. And so, um, for me, the low-hanging fruit is to start with a text, a text Mm -hmm. um, of a mini neighborhood report. So, here's the concept. Um, Up on the screen there, for those of you that are uh, watching, it's just a little text says, hi, Todd and Kari, you know, hey, uh, I hope you're doing well. I just wanted to let you know that your home and your neighborhood is incredibly high demand right now. And this is what's going on in your neighborhood. In your neighborhood, only one home is for sale right now. Um, uh, three homes are pending. In the last six months, uh, seven homes have sold between this price and this price. And, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, you have equity in your home. Um, You've owned it for a couple years, your home prices have gone up. Um, you know, I just want you to know that your home's in high demand and that I'm here to help serve you. So after you type out a text of some sort like uh-huh. that, what you're gonna do is then you're gonna do those two screenshots that we talked about earlier. Uh-huh. And you're gonna send them the, the map view and then you're gonna send them the satellite view showing all the rooftops.
1: So let me ask you a question, Todd. <clears throat> um, is the text alone without this, this uh, graphic. Yes. Is the so, text alone effective by itself?
0: Yes, it is. But is it more
1: effective showing the image? Yes. Uh, I, I, I would argue that it is more effective. It is yes. more effective. Yeah, and, I, I, it, it's much more impactful. It, uh, but, uh, and
0: it adds a layer of complexity to send a map view and a satellite view but it is more effective when you do do that because yeah. the satellite view shows all the rooftops the map view it's easier for them to see the numbers of homes the satellite view there's a golf course there there's Yeah rooftops, why send both everything. why a would recent, I not the,
1: just send the 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 map view uh, excuse me I'm sorry because I misspoke the, the satellite view yeah. I like to see the rooftops uh, to right. me, that's very impactful. So, why send both? Uh, why send both is yeah.
0: because in the satellite view, it is harder to pick out quickly the number of homes that Got are it. for sale. So, the yeah, first I one, agree. the yeah, first one shows the scarcity. Yeah. The second one shows really drives it home. Right. And so, uh, again, yes, you could just send a text with the verbiage, mm-hmm. and. But here's my, my question to all of you. I've done this in, in a live setting before with agents. I've said, right now, type out a text, something to this manner. And it takes them 15, 20 seconds to say, hi, Todd and Kari. It's been a while since we talked. I just wanted to say hi. I wanted to let you know what's going on in your neighborhood. This is how many, you know, what's happened in the last mm-hmm. couple months, blah, blah, blah. 20 seconds, 30 seconds, maybe a minute, they have a text written out. And doing that screenshot view where you can actually... Um, uh, then you attach a photo, you go into your photos. So you're going to send the text in verbiage. Then you're going to send an image and then you're going to send an image. You're going to send three texts. You can do that in less than two minutes.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So then if two minutes do that to 10 people, 10 past customers. So if you got 300 past customers right now, you know, don't sit down and try to do all 300 all at once you know you can I commend you for doing that I love that
1: no I think what you have been talking about is 10 a day 10 so 300 it should take you 30 days
0: yeah take yeah take 20 minutes you know that day to do it and then you go on about your day but what you're doing is you're investing 20 minutes to an hour in your day moving helping customers helping create inventory moving your business forward and so I call it texting time Um, you know, uh, I have up on the screen here, for those that are listening, just an image of uh, there's a glass of wine, a fireplace, and some feet, you know, toasting by the fire. Yeah, and really um, comfy
1: socks. The reason is, <laughs> is
0: one day I was talking to an agent, and they live in Chicago. They had a snow day. Right. Snow schools got canceled. We don't you know, know what that is here uh, in Arizona. We don't know what that is here in Arizona. But there was a snow day, and the kids are home. You know, can't drive, can't yep. all appointments get canceled, everybody's hunkered down in their home. No, it's real life. And she had just heard about this, um, you know, a neighborhood report and she sat down and said, okay, can't do anything else today, so I'm gonna sit in front of the fire and I'm gonna do a couple neighborhood reports. And she got so much activity off of that
1: She's like, I'm going to start texting more on a daily basis. She got responses the first day she, she was doing it. got
0: responses immediately. I was doing this in, in Atlanta uh, a couple weeks ago, and an agent in my class in the morning at 10 a.m. sent out a text, just like I'm describing uh-huh. to all of you. And um, that evening I saw her at an awards banquet, and she's like, you'll never believe what happened. I sent that text out, and a customer that I sold the home to three years ago hadn't been in touch with them and she said my husband and I were just talking and we were thinking about moving to Florida from Georgia instead of living in Georgia we're gonna move to Florida and your text came in it's so timely we would love to meet we're thinking about selling Wow same day same day and this was a customer that they kind of lost touch with they hadn't but in my class I was saying one right now send out a neighborhood report to all your past customers and it worked, so that's why I get passionate about this. Yeah, this is and, good And stuff. about the little details, it really does work. And we so, have
1: clients crossing the Florida Georgia line. <laughs> we oh, do. wait a minute! Oh, that's, that's the that, band. Yeah, uh, all right. I like that. But the anyway. jokes don't get any better.
0: But texting—if we just stopped the podcast right here, you guys could all do that. You can yeah. do these neighborhood reports by yep. text all the time, right? Yep. Um, you know, one. Uh, you know, let's go on to. A second way to do it, though, all right, fast and easy, video. I know some of you are terrified right now. Uh, video, right? Uh, we don't like to be on video, but
1: we're we're always hypercritical about ourselves on video, right? I mean, we want to make I hate it perfect being on video right now, <laughs> 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 right? But um, there's there's a level of comfort in the discomfort that you feel after time. There is. And and yeah. so you know we just kind of suck it up and do it, but I think everybody. Well, I'll speak for myself. When I was first doing video, I wanted to. I wanted to make everything perfect. I I, I wanted to, you, know, record the video, and then I wanted to edit it and take out all the ums and ers and. Uh, that the, the coughs because uh, I have a, a tickle in my throat most of the time you know and all of that that nuisance I've stuff that we to, deal with
0: I've been wanting to do that all morning as we've been recording this <laughs> podcast because I keep stepping I keep hitting the microphone I'm making I'm saying things incorrectly um, you know we do we want things to be perfect but there's a difference between perfect and authentic and exactly. that video is very authentic, and I often have a phrase I like to use, shoot and send. And just like with this podcast, yeah. I have messed up a couple times already today on the podcast, but I, um, we're not And gonna... for those of you
1: who caught it, awesome, that's great. Just take a tick mark and, and do that every time. <laughs> exactly. but, but the point is that we're shooting this live and letting it rip. You should do the same, right. and your video should be how long?
0: authentic and real and um short as possible it, I, as short as possible but yeah. but um, as long as they convey value yeah so but let's get back to the neighborhood report yeah using video right the well actually let's continue a lot of you don't like to be on video like rich said yeah. because you don't like how you look you right. don't like your hair doesn't look good that day um maybe you're Just uh, you know, I didn't get enough sleep. My eyes are puffy. And I'm just gonna say, get over it, right? Get over it. Yeah, that's how you look. People love you for who you are. For who you are. Just shoot video. So for those of you that are watching, not um, not just listening to the podcast, and I'll try to describe what's up on the screen. Up on the screen right now is a photograph of a video uh, selfie, so to speak. So. Um, and it, in the background um, is a neighborhood marquee, and it says uh, the Talon Retreat at Greyhawk, mm-hmm. which is a neighborhood here in Arizona.
1: So okay, the concept... so, so Todd, I'm going to stop you right here. Yeah. So you sh- you showed up here with your video crew and a tripod and a big expensive camera no, and shot this. not at all. No. Actually, no?
0: Um, on my way to work one morning, I just stopped right out in front of the marquee to create an example of two or three different neighborhoods in uh-huh. my area. And I shot little videos that said, Hi, this is Todd. I'm out here in the Talon retreat. Hey, this is Todd. I'm out here in the Raptor retreat. Hey, this is Todd. I'm here in Peregrine Villas. And it took me all of about 30 seconds each video so that
1: I did. You just did I a just selfie. Did a thing. selfie.
0: Yeah, right. Did a little video. Yeah. And so the concept here is that you're in a neighborhood. You go out to the front of the neighborhood, the entrance, there's always a marquee, and you pull out your phone and you get a little video and you say, Hi, I'm out here in front of this neighborhood. I was just previewing some property. I was showing a client, uh, previewing a home to show one of my buyers, and um, there are not enough homes for sale in this neighborhood. If you live in this neighborhood and you're thinking about selling, here's what's going on in your neighborhood. There's only one home for sale right now. Homes have sold between this price and this price. And you do a quick little mini neighborhood report. It's so easy to do. And then you send it to the homeowners in that neighborhood. It's not hard. You post it on your social media page. Um, I challenged uh, a group of agents one day, and I asked them in a room. I said, how many of you have shown... 30 properties in the last two months are gone and looked mm-hmm. at property. Sure. And they all raised their hand. Yeah. And And I said, how many of them – in those 30 homes, were there at least 10 or 15 neighborhoods that you went oh, to? Oh, yeah. Because they're not yeah, all right. in the yeah. same neighborhood, yeah. right? Everybody raised their hand. And I said, how many of you have 15 videos? <laughs> of you in front of how many of you have
1: any videos <laughs> Correct.
0: no one raised their hand right so yeah. one of our agents made the commitment and this is a great idea for all of you listening she's made she built in 10 minutes before every appointment for the next 30 days she said i'm going to go 10 minutes early when i preview a property and i'm going to pull my car over to the side of the road right next to the marquee i'm going to pull out my phone do a selfie video and i'm going to say hi i'm martha i'm out here in this neighborhood and this is what i'm doing and create a video and she said 30 days later i had 30 videos 20 videos right yeah because but it didn't it wasn't a big project for her it was just 5 minutes extra for her normal day right but now she's got videos of her in every neighborhood and she's got videos that she can send mm-hmm. out, neighborhood reports. Brilliant. So are you seeing fast and easy so far?
1: Uh, I'm seeing as fast as possible and easy as possible. This is so realistic because it's timely and relevant as well. And it well, get, gets back to that opportunity. And, and, and people watch video. People watch video? They do. They, they engage. Do. They, yeah.
0: People engage with video. The reason why video is so powerful Texting is powerful because even if they're in a meeting, they can read your texts right. and they will respond and it's engaging. Video is powerful because it is sensory, mm-hmm. visual, hearing, authentic. It's real. So, But it's also fast and easy. And don't make it perfect. Don't hire a video crew. Pull your own phone out and just do a little mini neighborhood report. So back to the example I used of your neighborhood. Yeah. You know. Envision yourself going, so you, you're putting in your neighborhood, what's going on. You're letting every one of your neighbors know. So first is via text. The second way to do it is you go out to the front of your own neighborhood as an agent and do this video and make sure every one of your neighbors gets that video from you. Hmm. Love Easy. it. Easy and fast, right? Yeah. But also impactful. Very impactful. So a third way, Email. Email, believe it or not, some
1: people still do read email. Do they? (laughs) They still read email. I get about 350 to 400 (laughs) emails a day, and I'm intimate with my my delete button.
0: That's right. Well, then, But that's why the concept here with this Mini Neighborhood Report is to think about, it's one fabulous idea, but doing it 10 different ways. And one of them is going to resonate with a particular customer. One might gravitate toward texting. A younger homeowner might want video, right? They 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 attract, they're attracted to video. And an older and my baby boomer might be, clients might might be prefer attracted an email. to a letter or <laughs> to an email, right? So we created an email template for those yep. of you that are home smart agents. It's called the uh, in in your neighborhood report, the mini neighborhood report. If you log into the marketing design center in Real Smart Agent. On your left-hand side of your dashboard, you'll see the marketing section. Click into marketing. Go into the marketing design center and do a search for mini neighborhood report. A template will come up, and it has a place for you to put one or two photos and then some text underneath it, and the headline says, in your neighborhood, in bold letters, in your neighborhood. And underneath, it's like, Mm. this is what's going on. So it's a quick, easy template that you can download. Upload those screenshots that you took earlier. So the screenshots I was showing with the map view and the satellite view. Mm -hmm. And you're just saying in your neighborhood, this is what's going on. And if you have the email addresses of 200 people in a neighborhood, you can email in one swoop out to those 200 people. If you want to get really uh, granular or personable, do them one at a time to 10 people. Ten emails. Todd, here's what's going on in your neighborhood. It's a one-on-one email. Mm-hmm. So now you got texting. Now you got video. Now you got an email. Like what you're hearing on The Real Estate? Tell your friends about us. Tell them to check out all of our episodes on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. And don't forget
1: to send any topics you want us to tackle to the at Homesmart.com.